0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Conversation of Our Generation. My name is Nick Jamel, and this is where we are solving the problems of today with the wisdom of the past. And I'm the creator and the host of the podcast here at The Conversation of Our Generation, as well as the website, conversationofourgeneration.com. And today we will be reviewing the book, The Prince, by Niccolo Machiavelli. And this is one that I referenced a lot throughout the podcast, and realizing recently that I had not done a good book review on this, Uh, especially since putting it out on the podcast. I have an old video, way old, from a couple years ago where I talk about the prince. And it's only a few minutes long and doesn't really go into as much detail as I'd like. And I think also my understanding of it has developed a little bit. So we're going to dive into that today and talk about the prince and why it's an important work and why Machiavelli is also a pretty important figure. So we're going to dive into that. Before I do, I want to remind you that you can check out com for all of my other book reviews. Um, whenever you hear about a book that you think would be interesting, definitely go to the links through my show notes to buy it. That helps me out and helps me to get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon, helps support the Conversation for Our Generation, and also just, I think, gets more people involved in reading. So if that's what you're interested in, definitely do it. And then also, on top of that, if wherever you're hearing this right now, subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. If you are, leave a good rating and review. That really helps. And on Twitter, you can find me at ConnabarGin. Lots of great stuff, some good memes, some good conversations, all fun happening there. And um, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching this there. If not, head over to YouTube and subscribe so that you get notified when my interviews. Uh, snippets rather from my interviews come out and I'm releasing those couple minute videos so you can get a glimpse into what's happening there and also the book reviews on Fridays are also put up on YouTube so if you enjoy watching rather than listening I know my wife's like that I can listen to podcasts all day long and be happy she cannot listen to podcasts and has to like watch a video about it and so some people are like that so I'm putting these up on YouTube as well for people to check out and so With that, let's hop into the quote for today, which is one from Niccolo Machiavelli. And I don't think I've used this one before. I've used a number of his quotes. But he says, the first method for estimating the intelligence of a ruler is to look at the men he has around him. And I think this is a great one because, and I say this a lot, I think I pretty much always start the quote of the week (laughs) discussing it by saying, I think this is a great one because, and obviously I think it's great because I picked it, but... The thing that I really oh, like about this is that it—I think it works for non-rulers as well. We talk so much about how you are, and I'm listening to the Bottom Masculinity podcast series on friendship, but and they discuss this uh, in this week's episode that you're kind of the mean of your five closest friends. You know, if if you picture your two your four closest friends, you are kind of in the middle. Like you have two who are better than you and two that are worse than you in a lot of ways. And so that's kind of how I think that this is as well, that rulers who surround themselves with people who are incompetent, people who are, you know, like they talk about Trump, very much want to flatter the president, right? Or the leader, then that says that you have a big ego if you need to be flattered instead of being challenged. Or And I think that in general, that's just the case, that when you look at the other people around somebody, you judge that person based on who they associate with. And all too often, I think we forget to hold our rulers to the same standard as anyone else, because really, they are people just like us. They are people who have a very different job, probably, than most of us do, unless Someone is listening to this podcast who is in a public office—a president, mayor, governor—but when you oversee people, you are just doing a job in some respect. And so it, we would think that your mechanic, whoever his friends are, he he associates with, he would be judged based on that in some way—his character, his choice of who he associates with. I think that that says a lot about people in some way. If you're Associating with crackheads who steal from people, you know, that says something about your character. Unless you're working to rehabilitate people, I think that that shows that you may not have make the best decisions in life. If you're associating with people who are solid, who are saving for their future, who prioritize being a good person and thinking about complex problems, you know, you, you can kind of see the difference, right, between how between people who associate with very different groups, right? And I gave. A very extreme example with the whole crackhead idea, but I think it still rings true in general. And so that's the kind of wisdom that you get from Machiavelli. And that's, you know, a line of his probably from this book or one of his other works, but that's the kind of impact that you get very quickly. There's a lot of small pieces of wisdom that, when you think about it, has a lot of implications. And so I think that in order to understand this kind of modern political landscape, it's important to read Machiavelli's The Prince because it, I think, is something that a lot of people today in the last several hundred years, especially, base how they come to power and how they lead people. They base a lot of those ideas on the advice that's in here. So if you want to understand what your leaders are doing, why they're doing it, maybe guess people's moves in the future, I think this book is important for that. And so it includes detailed and wise accounts of how rulers gain, retain, and lose power. It, the version that I recommend and that I'll have in the show notes for you is the Penguin's Classic. It has a couple other extra works. It has some discourses of his on there that are great as well. He wrote a lot of letters and short, this, like, I guess they're kind of more um, similar to Aristotle's Politics, right? The, some of the other works that are in here. The Prince is not, and we'll get to that here in a moment. But some of his other works are more like politics where, by Aristotle, where you're trying to say, what is the best form of government, looking at the different forms, and what should you do? And I think that those works really resonated with our American founders in a lot of ways as well. But what can be learned from The Prince? And Niccolo Machiavelli's The Prince is a political work that teaches how to rule pragmatically rather than philosophically. It's not some treatise like, you know, John Locke's Two Treatises on Government, you know, something like that. It is much more of a, I would say almost like a diagnostic manual. It's if this is happening, do this. If this is happening, do this. And if you want this result, here's what you should do. It's sort of like a, an instruction guide or diagnostic manual, like how do I solve this problem? How do I get this result? And that's a lot of what it talks about. And it doesn't describe the best form of government. In fact, Machiavelli, this is a time where Italy was in a lot of flux. There were kind of these local princes in the kind of taking over parts and territories of Italy. And also there were Republican types of governments, more democratic and Republican types governments that are rising up as well. So there's times where a city will throw out some kind of monarch or lord and establish a republic and this happened actually and machiavelli was a big part of establishing that republic and he believed in that form of governance and then when a strong leader came in and conquered that area reconquered maybe i think i'm trying to remember the history of this now and it's been a while since i read the introduction to this book but that's another reason why i recommend this is that it sets the stage with a very long introduction but that it gives all the historical background and in doing so, he was exiled. When they conquered, they kicked out all the people who helped install that Republican form of government. And so he wrote this as dedicating it to the uh, the person who basically reconquered, I think, I forget the town it was, I think it was Florence that he was in. Um, in fact, I can look down here. Yes, he was, uh, yeah, in the Florentine Republic. That's what it was. So he was in Florence, established a republic, and then when that got reconquered and turned back into kind of a little lordship or monarchy sort of, he wrote the prince in order to get back into that person's good graces and to be able to return to society, which he did eventually. And so that's what this reads more like is, hey, here's how as an ambassador for many years as a political observer, here's how I can help you basically be a better leader and that's what he did and that's how he got back into their good graces and i think that there's this sort of shadowy sort of mysterious way of looking at machiavelli when that's not the case i think a lot of people have taken his ideas and a lot of conspiracy uh theorists kind of use his name and or his ideas in some way to think to talk about the one world government and all these behind the scenes operators and he Machiavelli wasn't really like that. He was just a pretty good political person who was an ambassador, kind of mid-level person, but he wasn't pulling all these strings. He just had the ear of people because he was good at what he did. And you can see people like that today, where if you have big companies where there's a really good vice president or director who kind of has a little bit more pull in the organization because they're really good at what they do. They see things that other people don't see. They think differently. And that, I think, is really where he, what he's like more so, or a really good ambassador. Uh, for instance, I talked a little bit about the uh, Louisiana Purchase and that book, the uh, Jefferson's Great Gamble, that I read recently. I think I reviewed that recently. And in that, I talked about how there's one ambassador who wasn't getting it done. And then they brought in Monroe, who eventually created the Monroe Doctrine, was a president of ours. And he had this great acumen as a young person, kind of punched above his weight class in a way, and was able to get a big deal done and finalize that, even though obviously he was building on work that had happened, but he really was a special type of person. And that's kind of how Machiavelli was. People just, I think, recognize he was very smart, very in tune with what was going on, and was able to disassociate himself from what he always wanted to be best, what he wanted and thought would be best necessarily, right? He was able to say, okay, I'm not going to have this Florentine Republic that I want, so I'm going to at least make sure that my city of Florence is governed as best it can be, so I'm going to help the ruler govern well, right? And so I think that that pragmatism that sort of I'm going to deal with the situation I'm given is more of what he is about. And instead of this, and also he's not a shadowy figure. We have quite a bit of, especially for, I think, someone of his office, right? We don't know about a lot of, as much about a lot of ambassadors, I would think from this time period of the Renaissance time, really, he is someone that's fairly well documented for how important he was in his government. And, and so I think that if you're looking for a great read, if you're looking to learn a lot about how rulers and governments operate, how they can operate better, how they can be used and twisted in bad ways, and you know how they can retain power through force and, and see some of those as well. I think if you want to understand all the ways that leaders can manipulate the people or serve the people, this is a great book for you. And I think as we transition potentially power here or maybe not, we don't know, we're kind of in this fuzzy state, but regardless, I think that in order to be able to understand politics well, I think that you have to read this book. I really do. I think that this is one book that people have to read, not necessarily because it's always right about everything, but it teaches you a good method or how to look at politics. And that's what I think is important, is not just the what is right and wrong, but what is the right way of going about it? And so that's what I think you get here, is how to think about politics really well. And so definitely check it out, grab it through the show notes, that really helps me out here at The Conversation For Our Generation, supporting what I do. Or if you're just gonna be doing some holiday shopping, go to conversationforgeneration.com slash Amazon dash affiliate um, or you can just go to there search Amazon on my website and it'll pop up for Amazon affiliate and it will take you to where if you click the link there and go to Amazon and do your Christmas shopping there that helps me out that helps support the conversation for our generation so definitely do that if you're going to be doing any Christmas shopping it's a painless way easy way to help me out and support what I do because you're going to be spending that money anyways this just helps me get a small commission and let Amazon know that I sent you over there. Also, if you're liking what I'm doing, subscribe on the podcast. If you're listening to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever your podcasts are, and leave a good rating and review, or if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. I'm pointing. I don't know where it not sure which corner it's in, but subscribe to the Conversational Generation on YouTube as well, because you'll get notified of all the videos when they come out, and that is just a good way to keep up with some of the book reviews that I'm doing and other great interviews as well getting those snippets and also if you want to be able to watch the full interviews of that I'm doing you have to subscribe to the website there's a way there that if you go to any of those interviews you can become a subscriber there and watch all of those for just two dollars a month I will be doing more of those interviews going forward I'm going to be doing some def- different stuff as well so I'm I currently don't have any interview scheduled for next week so might just be a normal episode actually which will be kind of fun to just get to talk to you a little bit more about some of the ideas that I have running through my head. And so with that, thank you for listening to this episode of the conversation for our generation. Let's get the dialogue going. I'll talk to you next time.